0: Just stating the curious minds involves adult themes and situations. Just a warning.
1: Can you sing I believe we can fly?
0: I believe I can fly. <laughs> I believe I can touch the sky. <laughs> I think about it every night and day. I spread my wings and I fly away. I believe I can soar. <laughs> you see me running through that open door.
1: <laughs> I'm such a fan of that rendition. It's ridiculous how much I love that. Well, do your intro.
0: Welcome to Just Dating the Curious Minds, where we have a dalliance in the meadows of prose. <laughs> we are your entertainers, Glenn and Gertie Nuzzles. Allow us to shine a light on the process of creation for the most splendiferous fiction genre, paranormal smut.
1: That's the last weird thing to say. The dalliance, I in know, the we're going to write some we have more. to dig up more. I don't know how we came up with these to begin with. I don't got it in me anymore. I'm Media. out of the sauce. <laughs>
0: to get back in the sauce. Mama's got <laughs> bills to pay.
1: Gross. This seems so
0: weird.
1: Dance for me. Dance real slow. Mama's had a long day. <laughs> what is this cat doing? He's gonna climb on your shoulders. Yeah, for Christ's sake! There he goes. We're uh, we're gonna do. We're gonna read chapter four. Up oh, there he goes. You son of a bitch. We're gonna read chapter four, uh, and then we're gonna dive into chapter five. What are we, like, two chapters away from being done with the story now? We're pretty close. Pretty damn close. All right, want me to read this shit? Please read it. Chapter four. John's heart raced each time he snuck into the pool area just after closing, knowing he had such a short period of time where he could woo Hattie and potentially seal a sexual deal before the bucket brigade showed, uh, prepared to arrive at the pool for the next day. I fucked that all up. I'm not starting over. First sentence. It's the cat. He's walking back and forth on the table, (laughs) and I keep looking at him from the corner of my eye, and I'm not reading what I'm supposed to be reading. I can see his balls. Get him off the table. (laughs) Since when did cats keep their balls? This is disgusting. His balls
0: are enormous, too. They are. My cats have normal-sized balls. This cat's balls are huge. Huge, and you talked me into touching them
1: one time uh, when we were (laughs) long-distance dating, and we were both drinking. You're like, go on, touch it. So I did. And boy, they're soft. (laughs) It's like they're filled with cream on the inside. Can you get down, little man? He found himself uh, reusing his previous seductive strategies, hoping to impress Hattie with his false financial success and skill. John stole a neighbor's penny farthing, which was impressive in height and had cool flames painted on the side. He rode it triumphantly uh, onto the pool deck, recognizing the sheer arousal on Hattie's face at the sight of his studly steed. He stood on the pegs of the contraption. She stood on the pegs of the contraption as John attempted to steady themselves for their ride about the pool grounds. But his thin legs were not quite strong enough to gain them any real speed. Before they could creep their way to a suitable snogging spot, uh, the curse dragged Hattie back to the watery depths of the pool, ending their night. Next evening, in the interest of time, John prepared uh, an amorous picnic of berries and cream. Hattie dropped a cream-covered berry down the front of her gown. She undid her shift coquettishly, pulling it down to reveal a tantalizing uh, bout of spectra- a tantalizing oh amount. You misspelled it. I'm reading this and you misspelled it. Of Spectre Skin as she scrubbed the fabric with water to get the stain out. John, welcoming his Haffy, attempted to return the favor by (laughs) essentially mouthing a berry. The bat sensed the change of blood flow and kicked, startling John and prompting a poorly timed inhale and subsequent choking episode. Hattie reached for John to help, but he kept her at arm's length, protesting through wheezing coughs and breaths that he was fine and not to emasculate him. (laughs) On the third night, he brought a boat to the pool, welcoming Hattie aboard with his hand outstretched as if he were some sort of Leonardo DiCaprio. (laughs) They stood at the bow of the boat, uh, recreating that scene from the Titanic. I love that part. Uh, Recreating that scene from the Titanic. (laughs) as the night's breeze gently rocked the boat. And by extension, Hattie's phantasmic fanny against his loins. John felt Hattie's hair and the bat's wings flutter against his neck, and he knew tonight was the night for copulation. He snuck his hands up Hattie's torso, holding her tightly while she lifted her arms, allowing John's access to her breasts. He made his move, feeling her ghostly globes against his palms uh, (laughs) before he could make his next move. The wooden hull of the boat scraped one too many times against the granite pit, and the boat rapidly took on water. John considered going down with it. It was later that same night John, defeated, laying on the pool deck, and Hattie, having just replayed her death, (laughs) sat next to each other (laughs) while the bucket brigade, brigade hupped buckets of water into the pool. You know, I've been thinking, trailed Hattie, My curse connects me to a pool, but it doesn't necessarily connect me to this pool. John bolted upright, feeling newfound enthusiasm. Hattie batted her eyelashes at him. (laughs) I'm sure a man with means such as yourself has a pool. John fought to keep the shame from his beautiful face. It's been on my list, uh, but I was busy planting hybrid roses and throwing fabulous parties. I could prioritize it, though, uh, if you make it worth my while... John felt swollen with manhood now that the shoe was finally on the other foot. Hattie giggled with kittenish delight and scurried away, revealing a well-defined calf as she went, which must have disgusted him. John hid his chub from the bucket brigade as he trotted on home. Max anxiously nibbled his fingertips as John floated into the foyer. "'How you look ugly when you're happy?' (laughs) Mateo (laughs) bleated. John ignored him, heading to the supping room for a snack. "'You've been out to see her every night, huh?' "'How's it going?' Max asked. "'Hot on on John's heels, I think I've finally found my way into Hattie's heart Uh, and skirts. "'I'm going to build a pool of my own so that we can have some privacy,' Mateo barked a laugh from the foyer. "Uh, "'That's a big commitment. Uh, How much do you know about each other?' Max ran out of fingers to bite and moved on to wringing his hands.' Oh, we know that we're in love, Max. Well, I don't actually think we've said it yet, but I'm sure she loves me. Mateo uh, burst into the supping room, riding the stolen penny farthing, blowing raspberries. You don't have the money to build a pool, you turd. (laughs) Mateo was positively (laughs) gleeful. John stuck his foot out as Mateo cruised by and stopped the penny farthing, sending Mateo's ghostly body through the bars uh, and sailing through the wall into the next room. I'm sure I can come up with something. Maybe I'll start a business. Mateo rematerialized in the supping room and knocked over John's glass, spilling it across the table. John watched the water spread over a discarded newspaper. Ugh, what a mess. John leaned over the paper to pick it up just as his bat shit, landing squarely across the face of the fish mascot advertising fertilizer. Max, quickly, follow me to the corporation room. I have an idea. John, soon John had the audience of Elijah Colgate. John presented him with a creamy dish of guano, gesturing wildly to convince him that the warm poop uh, could be a key ingredient in his beauty products. Colgate poo-pooed his idea. Oh, you kept it. (laughs) (laughs) However, John's appreciation of the guano to a young secretary's face uh, caused a very unappealing dry heaving spell. John also had the opportunity to meet with Rupert Ames of Ames Shovels fame. John... Uh, hoped his fine guano could have an industrial application, although he didn't really understand, quote, work, unquote. And thus, the meeting was more of a question than it was a pitch. (laughs) John attempted to gesture wildly again, lengthening his body to confuse and intimidate Ames. This served only to get him thrown out the door by two burly men who handled John quite roughly. He wondered if Hattie might give him the same treatment if he asked nicely. John shambled into a tonic water shop dejectedly. What can I get you? A goofy-looking man was drying a glass (laughs) with a rag. We have genuine Jim Bean tonic water on tap here, John perked up. Oh, I love the refreshing sparkle of Jim Bean beverages. The old man chuckled. I'd love to to make people happy. I'm Ignatius Bean himself. (laughs) Bean (laughs) pushed the crisp glass of tonic toward John, who greedily gulped it down, belching loudly in appreciation. Say... How many beans are in this anyways? Uh, bean knitted his eyebrows together in confusion. There are no beans in my tonics, but I am always looking for new flavors, so maybe I'll consider it. John belched again and loosened his neckerchief to relieve the pressure and accidentally released the bat. Ignatius squealed in surprise, uh, which in turn surprised the bat, causing it to lose a stream of guano uh, onto John's glass of tonic water. John, mortified, dropped a coin on the counter and scurried out of the shop before bean could react. His shoulders, heavy with defeat and rejection, John trudged home. Well, there you go. So, uh, now we're moving on to chapter five. Chapter five, dude. What's on the plate for chapter five? Gold digger 1700 style. Chocolate, tobacco, coffee, porcelain, and rare felts.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, we're stuck on trying to figure out what the 1700s version of a gold digger would be. Yep. So, I'm imagining now... um, you know he's John is feeling emasculated, completely defeated mm-hmm. he's of course going to take it out on Hattie because he doesn't know how to you know control his his feelings <laughs> yeah. or let them out in any kind of productive way mm-hmm. uh, so he's going to accuse her of being a gold digger because he promised something that he couldn't provide, <clears throat> knowing full well that he could not provide it
1: well so after after he leaves jim bean uh
0: Yes, so that's the next layer of the yeah, story. Yeah, that's the next
1: layer. So after that happens, that's going to come back, I guess, around later. But So then he's frustrated, and then does he just go straight to Hattie? And then beat up on her? Like, what is it just that he set up another date night, and we can figure out some sort of deflated version of all the romantic stuff he was doing earlier? Like this time he's just got a clump of grass in his hands, like, here, I brought you flowers. <laughs> 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 Drops it on the ground or something. I like that. Okay. Okay, mm-hmm. so
0: John shows up for another date, and he's really, he's not putting in the work at all.
1: No, he's not. And maybe Hattie can be like, What do you got in store for tonight? I hope it's not something that makes me reveal my breasts or something. Like she's kind of playing coy and he's like, Ah, shut up, yo. <laughs> <No. laughs>
0: Just using me for my pool. And it makes him snap.
1: Yeah, it makes him snap. Cause she's, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, cause then maybe she's like, What do you got in store? I hope it's not something that blah, blah, blah. And then he'll be like, I brought this two-by-four that I found when I was walking over here or something like that. (laughs) And then she'll be like, well, that doesn't make me horny at all. Then he can get mad at her and say, "Yeah, you're just using me.
0: That's a great idea. Uh, Should it be the clump of grass that he presents to her? Or should it be something else?
1: Better, something more deflated?
0: Yeah. What's the saddest thing that you can offer someone on a date? (laughs) Dead animal. <laughs> dead bunny. <laughs> oh no. I found this squashed carcass. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, maybe he promised uh, another picnic. So he brings uh, a, a dead bird or something he finds.
1: As food for the picnic? Yeah. <laughs> they just say something like, what the hell's that? It's, like, it's a dead bird I found. Like, that's not food. And like, well, we can skin it and cook it. They'll
0: <laughs> <laughs> say nothing's good enough for you.
1: Yeah, it's a free kill. I'm to have to do all the work. <laughs> I think it died of old age. Look how bony it is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> for all we know, it was a humane death. Yep. And this is the nature of how things work anyway. It's the circle of life. <laughs> what, you want everything to be porcelain? You want rare felts?
1: There we go. You just want to latch yourself onto a man that's going to let you collect exotic moths. Yeah. <laughs> Have the leisurely lifestyle to collect exotic moths.
0: Oh, what did you just say?
1: Uh, you just want to latch yourself onto a man that allows you the leisurely lifestyle where you can do things like collect exotic moths.
0: Sorry, I'm writing that down for me yeah.
1: because I absolutely love that sentence. I like that uh, you could always throw in the... like collecting exotic moths Well, I don't know, eating chocolate and smoking tobacco. Exactly. <laughs> just start piling them all on there. Let's do that because
0: from last uh, from last episode we have, you want to have many fine porcelain chamber pots at someone else's expense. My purse will not fund your, defra- your depraved <laughs> chocolate desires.
1: <laughs> because she's, she's eating so much chocolate she's just shitting all the time in those <laughs> chamber pots.
0: <laughs> okay. What else do we have? So we covered chocolate, porcelain.
1: Uh, I've got rare felts, dresses made of rare felt. Are we talking about the same kind of felt that I remember from like elementary school?
0: Um, yeah, for like hats and cloaks and things because it repels water.
1: Does it repel water? I never knew that.
0: Yeah, most wool cloaks and stuff are felted. I only ever
1: used or knew of felt because they had a felt board that was black, and then you cut out shapes that are made of felt and put them on the felt board. Cute. We were poor school. That was like the <laughs> highlight. I thought that was the coolest thing I'd ever seen. I was like, this is awesome.
0: That is <laughs> You can cool. put it up there and it'll
1: stay up there forever.
0: That's so cute. I didn't know
1: that people actually made real clothes out of it.
0: Well, yeah. Not crafting felt. That's very thin and floppy.
1: Oh, that's the felt to, I was thinking. F- to
0: felt a wool is a, um, uh, uh, uh,
1: uh, what's the word? A technique. Can we use crafting felt in this? Very <laughs> fine dresses made of crafting felt. And Elmer's
0: glue. <laughs> and Elmer's glue. Where am I going to get all the horses for that? You think I'm made of money?
1: <laughs> yeah. you know how many horses have to die to make one small bottle of glue? <laughs>
0: That's like 12 horses. So they get in this big blowout fight. Uh, and does he decide to leave or does she tell him to leave?
1: Um, she could be. Or do we have her get heartbroken like she's crying and tells him to leave and then he storms off in a huff?
0: Is this where he lets it slip? Yeah, they, because they also need to find out that John was the one that caused her death.
1: Oh, does that happen now? Yeah, you're right. The story's yeah, wrapping up. that happens now. For some reason, I was thinking, oh, that's a good point. Okay. So instead of dragging it out and making it actually like, like a, a sensible line in the conversation, at some point in the argument, he could blurt out, You're like that dumb woman (laughs) I burned alive back when I was a child. (laughs) Coincidentally. Coincidentally. (laughs) And then that's when she'll be like, it was you, and then she'll get mad, and then what? Then she starts burning again and has to dive in the water. And then he's like, ah, fuck this, and then walks off. And leaves. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Oh, my God. He's a terrible person. Yep. So then he gets back home.
1: I was wondering, for some reason, I think that was different, though. That was uh, watercress. When he went on a date with her, and that's when the bat first got stuck to his neck, and he went to that, like, kid's window to see the bat reflected in the window, but then the kid got up there and got scared or whatever. Eh, things don't have to make sense. This is a different environment, but we could have him basically, like, trudge off and then, like, stop to look in the same window. And uh, he sees the bat and he's like, you ruined my life. But then it's like that. And now this kid isn't a kid anymore. He's like a 20 something. It's like smoking a cigarette. Like, what are you doing outside my window? And he's like, I got to a fight. <laughs> I got an argument with my girlfriend. <laughs> right.
0: So John runs to the orchards and
1: oh, there you go. stops to look in a window. There you go. Leave me alone. I had an argument with my girlfriend. And the guy's be like. I remember you. Your life's just horseshit, isn't it? (laughs) He's like, fuck off. And he runs off back to his mansion.
0: (laughs) So, uh, he gets home and, um, he finds a letter sent by none other than Ignatius Bean.
1: (laughs) At what point do we have him tell Ignatius Bean, like, make it an M instead of an N. And then he'll be like, that's a great idea. It's like at the very end when he's successful or something.
0: I think it should be at the very end's like sure. maybe at if are we going to have them have a wedding?
1: They could have a wedding. That would be a
0: very rom-com ending.
1: Sure. There you or go. Or they're just
0: like finger guns. <laughs> or we could have Max suggested even one of the ghosts. Yeah, true. You know, like you ever think about changing that to beam? Instead of bean. <laughs>
1: <laughs> People won't get confused if they, they, they uh, drink one of your tonics that have a lot of beans in it. And he's like, that's a good idea. And then he'll like pop a wheelie on the penny farthing. And exactly.
0: <laughs> that's fantastic. So then he gets a letter uh, asking to see him right away or just sure. stating that he wants to pick up the product.
1: Oh, in the letter, he could explain how's a letter going to be delivered. That's an opportunity for us to make fun of old timey shit.
0: Oh, that's true. So John just goes home. He's depressed. And then a courier comes around. Where, are there any weird old-timey terms for mail? Or has it always just been mail? Maybe the courier uh, has a horse and carriage, but the carriage is in the shape of a bean. <laughs> Why? <laughs> for Jim Bean, the company.
1: Oh, it could be that. Maybe it can be like those trucks that were in your old neighborhood. Um, they, had, they had a giant E on them. What was it again? Estes? Estes. Yeah. And then, but we, we made a joke about how, like, otherwise it's just testes, so put an E in front of it so <laughs> that no one makes fun <laughs> of us. So maybe he could have, like, a giant E on the side of his horse and cart because it's, like, mail, it's email. Because <laughs> his name is, like, Egbert or something.
0: <laughs> email.
1: It could be like a giant E, and then like a really small letter say, like Bert, <laughs> Egbert, Egbert, something along those lines. Egbert, mail, email. And you go, ooh, I got an email. The guys say Egbert, mail. I <laughs> hate you guys keep saying that. Well, you made the E really big.
0: So the the letter asks him maybe to come down to the shop right away. He has a proposition for him.
1: Maybe he should open up the letter by saying. How excited are you about making money? Like, it's like a weird motivational speaker thing. Like, (laughs) if you can get down here in under 15 minutes after the Egbert mail, I promise you, you're going to be making money hand over fist. All your dreams are going to come true. And he's like, oh, boy. (laughs) Like, runs down there.
0: Oh, boy. What's the most motivational speaking term you can think of? If you can dream it, you can do it. (laughs) That's how he ends his letters. (laughs) Yeah. If you can dream it, you can do it. Love, Ignatius Bean.
1: <laughs> well, John, I want to get you excited about making money. And he's like, if you can get down here, I've got a proposition for you and whatever. And he's like, if you can dream it, you can do it. <laughs> I want to get you excited. I we turned Ignatius into this, like, proto-motivational speaker person.
0: Right. It's just a little a little off. He yeah. reads too much self-help. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So he waddles on down there, uh, and Ignatius loved the guano tonic. He thought it was delicious, Um, but because of the color and texture of the guano, he suggests dyeing the tonic dark.
1: And adding cocaine. (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) For texture. There you go. So they decide to start selling it, and then... um, we could have a tiny little time skip mm-hmm. uh, where he's making money. He's able to build up the house a little bit, fix some stuff. Sure. Uh, but he misses Hattie.
1: Oh, so he's not going to run back to her right away and try and make things right? He's going to...
0: No, a little bit of time should pass. Okay. Tiny bit of time.
1: Yeah, maybe... Okay, how about this? What if he is... Um... Like it's just a bunch of like vignettes of him standing with his hands on his hips looking at all the construction happening on his house. He's got like maybe a <clears throat> a big blueprint unrolled and he's pointing randomly at things as if Ugh. and then there's a guy next to him that doesn't know what he's talking about, but it's as if he's a contractor and he's pointing randomly. And then people in town notice that he's making more money, and so suddenly people are respecting him for his bat, like they're ignoring the bat. <laughs> so he can have everything he always wanted before. Oh. Where people suddenly are like, women are suddenly showing up like, you should throw a party. And he's like, get out of here. <laughs> but, And then finally, well, I don't know, maybe he lives a shitty lifestyle. And then he looks out at the spot in his yard where there is supposed to be a pool and decides, I'm building the pool. I choose Hattie. And then he's like, that's how that happens.
0: But that's cute. There you go.
1: He gets to live the lifestyle he wanted.
0: Yeah. And but he decides to not be a scumbag and that money yeah. isn't everything. Yeah. And what he truly wants more than anything is...
1: It's Hattie. It's Hattie. That's cute. What kind of lifestyle is he living then? I guess that's the thing. So we have the vignette of him building out of the home. Then we have, like, just a vignette of people suddenly showing interest in him. Like, hey, you're rich, and we don't care about the bat. So then is it, like, him waking up drunk with, like, almost like a... Roman orgy thing not an orgy but you know it's just like he's had a big party and everyone's sleeping over at his place and he wakes up and then it's just like get out of my house you guys are all leeching off me or I don't know it's like what what kind of lifestyle is he living where he realizes I want Hattie because she liked me before being rich even though she thought he was rich.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> he can just convince himself, like, she loved me before I was rich. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Even though she she thought definitely he was thought
1: you me. had money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We should make that the, his reasoning I know. completely clueless.
0: We should, that should be the big speech when, when he goes to her. He's like, you loved me before I had money. And she should be like...
1: I don't love
0: you, and I didn't know you didn't have money. (laughs) (laughs) And you should be like, marry me. And she'll be like, all right. (laughs) Yeah, that's why I get out of this
1: pool situation. Maybe in the end she does use him for his pool, (laughs) because she realizes what an asshole he is. Yeah. But she's like, you already built the pool? All right, fine. (laughs) I mean, at least you have money now. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know. You weren't rich.
0: That's fantastic. <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> I
1: thought
0: you were rich.
1: <laughs> so what kind of lifestyle is he having before that happens? Like what, what makes him realize I gotta go back to He's
0: living out of he's living out his dreams of being a Playboy again because this is what he's been grasping at the whole time. Even while trying to woo Hattie. Yeah. He's still using his cheap tricks. Yep, exactly. Not being his real, you know, vulnerable self. Right. Uh, so I think a Roman orgy is very apt.
1: Okay. So then just be everyone around some big, like a... like What would it be, his orgy room? It would be what, a copulation room? What would we call it?
0: I like the orgy room.
1: Orgy, just flat out orgy room. Like the orgy room. Um, Where there's just like silk everywhere and like all sorts of fainting couches to have sex on.
0: Fainting couches? <laughs> so maybe he fills his house with these kinds of things and he's um, prompted to build in a proper orgy room. (laughs) But if he does that, the only place on the property where he could put a pool would be
1: an Uh, orgy room. So he's having orgies in improper spaces. Yes. And then he realizes, okay, so then he's got that. So then there's that little conflict for him. But what makes him disgusted with his lifestyle that he's finally gotten back?
0: Uh, That is a really good question.
1: Because he could be like, someone could be like, when are you going to build a proper orgy room? You got money now? And um But then he's disgusted by something about his lifestyle that he has to choose, like, build it over where the pool would have been, or...
0: Does he have, overhear people gossiping about his bat, but saying that they pretend it doesn't disgust them when it touches them because he has maybe money? Maybe
1: the people he's hanging around are so sexually deviant that they are both disgusted by the bat, but turned on by the idea of having sex with this guy that's got a disgusting bat.
0: I would also have very complicated feelings about that.
1: He's sexualizing the bat. (laughs) 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 Sexualize
0: it. We'll think on that. Okay. So John realizes that that group of people is no good for him. Yeah. They're never going to give him that emotional fulfillment that he wants. Right. Okay. So maybe he overhears this and then he's feeling... You know, emotionally strange about it. Mm -hmm. So he tries to have an emotional conversation with one of these people later that night, and they just want to fuck him. And he's like, "Won't (laughs) you listen to me talk?" Which is funny because it's not like John's ever listened to anyone. He's never listened
1: to anyone talk, even at the end when he goes back to her. He's not paying attention to a word, she says. No. She's like, I thought you were rich the whole time. And he's like, you loved me when I was (laughs) poor. Marry me. And she literally says in front of him, I guess I just want to get away from this public pool. So I guess I'm going to use you for your money now. And he's like, this is love. (laughs) (laughs) Because he doesn't ever listen to anything she says. Right. So that's good. Uh, What would he bring? So when he's talking about his feelings, maybe he overhears people sexualizing the bat. Yeah. And then... He doesn't seem to care that they use him for his money, but he, he cared when Hattie did. So but these people it's like, well yeah, they just think I'm hot now and they, they like my money and this is the way I like it. But then um
0: Well it it really wasn't that he ever thought Hattie was using him for his money. He felt emasculated because he knew he didn't have it.
1: Oh good and point. he wasn't being
0: honest. So this damn cat. it's not so much that he's bothered by that he just feels unfulfilled. And he believes, for whatever reason, that Hattie is the key to being happy, Yeah, albeit misguided. But that's not something that we're going to touch, because Smut does not ever apologize for their very (laughs) strange relationships. (laughs) That's true. That's a good point. That's
1: not the point. No, that's not the point. No.
0: We're just supposed to be swept up in the romance of it. Of oh my god, he's finally realized it was her all along. It
1: doesn't matter what the reason is. Even though they're is all garbage. garbage. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's
0: the joke. That's the whole point that's of the really book. That's a really
1: good point. Okay, that works out <laughs> great. So maybe he overhears people talking, sexualizing the bat, and then it's. But for some reason, like them, like people could be saying he could overhear them saying. I think it's great that he has so much money. I'm only talking to him because he has so much money. And the other person goes, yeah. And then he's like, ah, yes. And then they'll be like, and that bat is so disgusting. I love having sex with someone that's got something disgusting hanging off of it. It's just so hot. Yeah. <laughs> and then be like, oh, whoa! you don't sexualize the bat? And then, he gets, <laughs> then he goes and talks to someone else and be like, well, it turns out people are just using me for my disgusting bat. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then this person's like. Yeah, I don't know. Shut up. When are you going to build a proper orgy room?
0: <laughs> He's like I have I would have nowhere to put it. Oh yeah, you could put it right there. Yeah. And then he realizes that uh that nice flat spot is the best place to put a
1: pool. Maybe <laughs> what if he had instead um like a chalk outline of where the pool would be and in chalk in the center of the outline it says pool with a question mark but he's always been sitting (laughs) on that one not sure if he wants to really pull the trigger on that yet (laughs) (laughs) and then someone can say what if you just built it there and he'll look down at the outline of where the pool is supposed to be or like paint on the ground he
0: realizes in that moment how close he is to losing Hattie forever there you go and then he runs away from his party and everyone calls after him no, they don't care. Like, that he's gone. Where are you we're going? What are you doing? He's like to find the woman I love.
1: <laughs> no, that is like. End where are you chapter. taking that bat? <laughs> yeah, where are you taking that bat? <laughs> and he's like to find the woman I love. Well, okay, so we're gonna end it there. He's gonna go chase after her, which means we get one more chapter where he's going to run back to her and say, "Marry me." Should we make this chapter where he runs back to her and says, "Marry me," and then also the it'll be the final chapter where they also get married?
0: Yeah. Actually, then, that's a good idea. Do you want to storyboard chapter six as well? And then sure. next episode, you read both chapters five and six.
1: Oh, and then we, wrap that shit up.
0: We take our bow and prepare for the next book.
1: I know Then we got to look into how the hell do we publish this thing on Amazon.
0: I know that's going to be so much fun.
1: That's the weird part. It's going to actually be up <laughs> <live> somewhere. <laughs>
0: All right. And we can
1: open every episode by saying how many people have read our book, which will be like, well, zero. We're on week six.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's reading it. <laughs> Nobody's reading it. Tell your friends. He runs to Hattie. Yep. What is Hattie doing?
1: Um. <clears throat> so this is a random night. So he can get there. Maybe like for the first time, the bucket brigade's there. It's late at night and the bucket brigade is like refilling the quarry. But she's still there because she's got nothing to do. So maybe she's just sort of hanging around. And then he'll show up and make this big speech. And she's like, The bucket of grades here. He's like, I don't care. <laughs> and they're just like, Shut up. <laughs> they're trying to work, but they don't like being distracted. <laughs> in
0: the background, they're all just going, up. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. <hup. laughs> Passing buckets down and throwing water in.
0: So you loved me before I was rich. Um, you're what means the most to me. Yep. Not money.
1: And you didn't sexualize my bat. <laughs>
0: you <laughs> didn't sexualize my
1: bat. <laughs> and then the bat can do something like, I don't know, maybe the bat loved being sexualized, but John is so oblivious to other people's feelings oh, that yeah. his bat will have a little boner. Maybe on the previous chapter, the bat has a little boner. He's all like, I can't take this. And he dashes out of the room and the bat's trying to show signs. of like, wait, don't leave. Wait,
0: I have a little boner. Okay, hang on. I have to go back to chapter five and put that in there.
1: Okay. So now when he says, you didn't sexualize my bat, the bat can give a little squeak like it's pissed or something. (laughs) Yeah. The bat makes a little fart.
0: So he he says, I love you. And uh, she says, I don't love you. And I didn't know you weren't rich. (laughs) And he goes, marry me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, what does she do? Does she just immediately say, you know, fine, whatever. It's better than sitting here in the public pool for the rest of eternity. Or does she have her own little moment where she walks off and, oh, no, because he's got to tell her. No. All right. So she's going to say no. And then he's got to admit, like. You're like that one asshole that I threw a quarter at. and She dived into the, and burned herself.
0: That already happens.
1: That he already said that?
0: Yeah. That's the argument they had last chapter. Oh, yeah. What am I thinking? So, More you know on. what we could yep, do? Yep, yep, he yep. runs to no. Hattie. The bucket brigade is refilling the pool. Yep. Maybe she's, because Hattie's not tied to the pool anymore. Because the curse is broken.
1: Because she found out who did it? Yeah. Oh...
0: So maybe...
1: She has a choice to do anything
0: she wants now. She can do anything she wants. So what would Hattie do? What would talk her into going Maybe she's eating a hot dog. Is she eating a hot dog?
1: (laughs) Why is she eating a hot dog? Oh, because she finally can now. She's free. (laughs) Yeah. She could be eating a hot dog. uh, Just sitting on the edge of the pool, dabbling her feet in the water. That's cute. Yeah not knowing what she wants to do next. Couldn't she go to heaven (laughs) and be done? (laughs) The afterlife? (laughs) It's like that one Christmas movie I love, The Spirit of Christmas. (laughs) Explain that for people.
0: (laughs) So it's a movie about this lawyer, real estate lawyer, who goes to this haunted inn, I think in Vermont. (laughs) And she's the only one there over Christmas because they closed for Christmas because uh, there's a ghost there. He's a very handsome man uh, that died in the late 1800s, early
1: 1900s. Yeah, how did he die? Oh, he didn't know. He
0: was murdered, but he didn't remember. He yeah. didn't remember how he died. Mm-hmm. So there's a, a ghost there. A bene- uh, he's the benevolent spirit, and then there's a malevolent spirit. Um, and so, she, whatever, she falls in love with the ghost, and the ghost kind of falls in love with her. And then um, he remembers how he died. They put the pieces together. The malevolent spirit, I think, is the guy who killed him.
1: Mm, but no. they all
0: make up and then they his, all make it, including his, the mother and the spirit yeah and then his ghost wife is there have I not made you watch this I've, movie
1: <gasps> yes we watched this I think no Did we? we didn't no we didn't no we didn't we We're watched a bunch of other that. Christmas movies I think you just told me about it. <laughs> I, I feel like I've seen clips or something like we watched parts or something like that no Maybe. it was at Kim O'Brien's house
0: oh we, we watched part of it. it we watched part yeah. of it
1: okay oh my god yeah, yeah, it's yeah. so
0: good uh, I make everyone watch it Uh, so, yeah, so then the the ghost wife is there, and she says, you've done so well, it's time to rest, and he looks back, and she's like, ah, you're in love, I understand, okay, bye. (laughs) So, uh, the lady thinks that he's crossed over, but he decides to stay, to be with her forever. Uh, until she dies, I guess, and, and then they're bo- they're gonna be ghosts together or big polyamorous what about the first relationship. Wife? <laughs> I know she's so chill about it, and I'm like, I guess he has been dead for a hundred years. You've had time to you know grow apart from him. Um, you know, it's not still fresh. But anyway, uh, really strange. Yeah,
1: that's hilarious. I
0: love that movie. I love that
1: the first wife's just like, ah, oh, you love, okay, bye, and then yeah. like he's gonna come back with another wife.
0: Yeah. Well, well, all
1: right. So then she's got her own conundrum that's kind of similar. She's, she so, could choose to go to the afterlife, the next stage of psychological development. and uh, But for some reason, she decides to stay with him. I think we painted ourselves in a corner.
0: So how about this? She's eating a hot dog and kicking her feet in the pool just chilling because yeah. she doesn't have to work anymore. She is free. <laughs> Yeah. So she's like licking mustard off her fingers <laughs> as John runs up out of breath. Mm-hmm. Um, like through the bucket brigade. So they all kind of clash their buckets because he messed <laughs> them up.
1: They could actually drop a bucket and then the whole brigade's like, What do we do? This has never happened before. There's <laughs> it's a always, break in our chain. <laughs> it's been through it's been such a smooth operation. <laughs> exactly. How do we how do we fix this?
0: So he uh Is out of breath. You know, maybe he falls down on his knees. Um, So she looks at him and, you know, is just like, what? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What are you doing back? Right. So John says, I'm sorry I killed you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, does he even know?
0: Yeah, because they fight about that.
1: Because he brought it up where he says... Uh, you're like that one jerk that I blah, blah, blah. And then she's like, that was me. But maybe he didn't even pay attention when she's like, that's me. So maybe he still doesn't know that she's the one he killed. Would be kind of funny. That would
0: be actually really funny. Like
1: he's just so belligerent. And then she, he comes back and then she'll even say, but you killed me. I'm here because of you. And he'll be like, come back to my mansion.
0: (laughs) Right. So he says, I'm sorry. I fought with you. She can say, what about killing me? (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes every argument is like a small death
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but love will bring us back together
1: <laughs> yeah, love can mend all wounds or whatever yeah. love
0: will mend us love will mend us uh, because you loved me before I was rich you mean the most to me not money you don't sexualize my bat <laughs> I love you. And then uh, she says, I I don't love you, and I didn't know you weren't rich.
1: And he says, (laughs) And then that's when the battle goes squeak and like piss on him (laughs) with an erection.
0: (laughs) I I kind of think it should just like the scene should end at marry me. What do you think? Sure. Or does she like throw the rest of her hot dog bun into the pool and say, Sure. We kind of, we have to have it said somewhere that, oh, she could be like, well, admitting you killed me
1: broke the curse. Did break the curse, even though he caused the curse. <laughs> did
0: she just keeps looking the on the bright side.
1: She's like, you did break the curse, even though he's the one that caused it.
0: Yeah, so she looks at one hand. Like, the em- she looks at the empty hand covered in ketchup. And then uh, she looks at her other hand that has a, a hot dog in it. She's like, but you could give me a lifestyle that I so desperately want. because She's still in the grips of
1: capitalism. That's true. Okay. I really want to work the bucket brigade in really badly for some reason. Yeah. <clears throat> so what if, okay, this is a rough idea. Work with me here or we can reject it. She's got a hot dog bun in front of her. In one hand, she's got ketchup. And in the other hand, she's got sauerkraut, but she's all out of mustard. And so then she loves ketchup and sauerkraut and mustard together, but ketchup and sauerkraut is disgusting to her. And then there's, then she'll be like, this is just like having only ketchup or sauerkraut on my hot dog. I don't know what I'm supposed to do here because nothing seems to work out for me. I'm in this position because you took the mustard away. Like this weird convoluted metaphor she's making. Yeah. But then one of the, like it's nonsensical, but then one of the Bucket Brigade guys could be like, what if you had it all? And then she like puts it in together and he's like, just make yourself eat it. <laughs> she's like, okay. And she's like, it's still disgusting, but I guess it's better than nothing. It's <laughs> a like weird convoluted metaphor. I don't know how to write that metaphor, but yeah, something weird.
0: Or maybe that can be their really weird wedding vows.
1: <laughs> I promise I'll provide you the, <laughs> the mustard I threw out of your hands.
0: You Man cannot live on one thing alone. Cannot just have money. Like you can't just have sauerkraut. You need the ketchup and the mustard too, or that else is it's just gross. So
1: much better. That's way better idea. It's like our manifesto here. Yep. And then one of the bucket brigade that's at the wedding can go. Yes. Don't forget the bun. And like, well the bun's implied.
0: I love it.
1: Who just eats a wiener by itself, trying to balance ketchup, mustard, and sauerkraut on it. You need a bun. That's just implied. Oh, God. I love this so much. (laughs) Then do they kiss or do they both have to eat opposite ends of a hot dog till their lips meet?
0: Gross. (laughs) (laughs) I think that they should uh, eat the wiener until their lips meet.
1: Okay. Okay. He's gonna have to make some sort of speech about like, I choose the hot dog and the bun, and the ketchup and the mustard and the whatever sauerkraut. sauerkraut. <laughs> and he goes, and because uh, this represents our love, and this hot dog makes me ravenous. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and then he starts eating it, and
1: she's eating it,
0: and then they chomp down on the wiener, mm-hmm.
1: and all her chunks keep falling down on the ground because she doesn't have a physical stomach. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I love how we keep changing the, uh, the physics
1: of the ghost bodies. You know, because one of them was just riding a bike earlier.
0: Yeah, (laughs) but then when he gets kicked off, he flies right through it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Falls through it and then it flies through a wall.
0: Okay, so we should have um, Max like weeping in happiness. Sure. Uh, What is Mateo doing? Is he? Oh, good point. Is he sabotaging the wedding cake?
1: I don't know. My stupid brain. The first thing I could think of was like he's trying to like he's trying to fuck the wedding cake. But since his penis doesn't actually have a physical shape, it doesn't do anything. He's just grinding on this cake. That's <laughs> not good. I don't know. Like he'd be doing something futile.
0: Is he balanced upside down in his chair so his butt is his head? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Simplicity. Do you like that? <laughs> yeah, okay. I like
0: that <laughs> Much better than what
1: I was trying to go for. <laughs> so his butt is his head with like a little hat on it and he, a little painted on mustache and a monocle.
0: <laughs> yes. So Ignatius is there.
1: Oh, this is where they gotta say. So after they after they eat the hot dog and they kiss and everyone applauds, then people come up to shake their hands or whatever and then that's when Ignatius comes up and he's like, hey, I got a tip for you. No one's gonna think you got bean water if you change it to beam and then he'll be like, then they finger gun each other or something? I don't know.
0: Okay. That, so that'll be John saying that to him? I guess, yeah. That would be a perfect resolution. Oh yeah, so they're serving his uh, tonic water at the wedding.
1: Oh, there you go. Sure. I love how he also never um, explained that either his neck bat is producing is just like sitting there 8 hours a day having to produce shit. Yeah. to keep kicking up this water <laughs> that's making up so much money or there's a fleet of bats in a warehouse somewhere. We just don't touch it. We just don't touch it.
0: We just don't touch it. Mhm. Jim Beam <laughs> finger guns the end. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful our I book is only a six chapters ending. long
1: that's nice it's gorgeous
0: <laughs> oh I love this. this was genuinely so much fun I can't wait until next week I know. to hear you read the last two chapters
1: <laughs> I know it's gonna be ridiculous uh, well okay then I guess so. we got our job ahead of us we're gonna have to go yeah write this stuff up
0: <clears throat> how do you feel about this? any holes? I can't remember any potential plot
1: holes. No. How do
0: we not have any plot holes? I mean, besides the the fact that it's all chaos and means nothing.
1: I know. No, I don't think we have any holes. I think our problem is, is that even though we told ourselves we're just going to be sloppy and not do a good job on this, part of us just wants to do an okay job. Yeah. So we're wrapping up details and stuff. I don't think we had a lot of big holes that I can think of. Look at us go. I know. We did it. We did it.
0: We did it. Come back next episode.
1: Mm-hmm. And we're gonna uh, to read two happened. chapters at you. Yeah. And then we're gonna publish it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for a, a year from now when we have like forty books
0: <laughs> I know. out there
1: with our names on. <laughs> 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 written by Glenn and Gertie Nuzzles. <laughs> it's gonna be ridiculous. It's gonna be so good. Also, we didn't have any sex in here, really. So we it's had not really, zero
0: sex. There's
1: there's nothing erotic about it.
0: No. Well,
1: we'll just put it, we'll keep it in the paranormal erotic fiction category and just fuck them. Oh,
0: God. Our next book, we're going to have to put some kind of sex in. You know,
1: we did talk about mm. when she finally does get in the pool, that she was going to give him a really awkward handjob because she has never had sex before. So the sex was horrible.
0: Maybe that's, maybe we just have a tiny little... Like prologue
1: oh there you go sure
0: so it's their honeymoon there you go terrible hand job <laughs>
1: yeah. okay perfect right, done done well, with that thanks for listening <laughs> uh, and we'll be back next week with uh two chapters and a prologue Yay!
0: <laughs> thanks okay. for listening bye
1: bye Want to contact us? Don't. This isn't about you. But if you have to, my email is glenn.nuzzles, N-U-Z-Z-L-E-S, at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter, uh, at House Nuzzle. Uh, But don't bother us, because we're too busy working.